Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good of Straight Out the Den. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out the Den podcast. Um, so, before we get into anything, I, I do want to make sure I tell you guys that we do have Straight Out the Den merch now available. All you got to do is go to uh, straightoutthedencom shop, or you can text us at 678-872-2227. Uh, text the word unlocking, you'll get um, exclusive access along with a 10% discount. So uh, go there now. Uh, make sure you, you do that as soon as possible. We'll love to get that merch right into your hands. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander, based in Montreal, Canada. Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mitch Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, you're going to get a free trial. Uh, if you go to Lander.com, that's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D, you're going to get two free uncompressed waves of your master. Uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by Raps and Hustles. Uh, RapsandHustles.com, if you go there right now, uh, they're offering reposting services on their SoundCloud, also video services if you're in the tri-state area. So go there and let them know that Straight Out the Den sent you. So now that we got the business out of the way, it's, it's really about uh, empowering some indie artists, right? Uh, so this guy here that we have on the line um, was sent his music and truth be told, was like blown away. You know, like I, I will say this and, and it could be this. You can take this in, in, in a good way or a bad way. But uh, the thing is, man, like when you come across so much music and there's so many indie artists, a lot of times there are a lot of um, empty promises. Right there. You know, if you look at an email, there's oh, man, this is the best thing you've ever heard. Or this is, you know. This and that. And, and so, you know, your expectations are kind of low. And then you listen to the music, hopefully, to, to kind of bring them up. And with this guy, you know, there there were no uh, false claims or anything. It was just like, you know, here's a link. And, you know, I went to the link and checked out the music. And it was everything that, you know, that I thought um, actually didn't think it was going to be. It, it was it was dope. It, it was super dope. And unapologetically dope is, is really how I felt about it. So help me welcome the homie. Doc Strange to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. And so, you know, first off, thank you for, for um, being on the show, man. But like I said, with your music, you have, I think, one of those unique opportunities to, to really voice your opinion with your music. But not only that, like, you cut through. Um, I don't know if that's just like the way, you know, you, you speak on the music or, or what you're saying, but it's something about your presence on, on music that that really cuts through it and makes me you know personally want to pay attention like how how long did it really take for you to develop uh that or is that something that you did you even know you had that uh man I, i've been doing the writing thing for a long time and as far as taking um taking music or especially rap music seriously that, that didn't start happening until uh in my, my early 20s kind of like in college, that's, that's kind of when I took that transition, and um, I've always wanted to kind of tell stories that, that made a point, more or less, and uh, I think, I think, you know, I just kept putting the time in with the music, and you know, this is really like a, a bundle of life experiences sort of thing, it's not the long period of time that inspired this project, so um, I've spent a couple of years, honestly, probably two years, uh, two years writing and making these records, put them all together, and um, it's really like a big chunk, big slice, big slice of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, on the one, so. you, you're um Texas native, right? And now, 
I don't. I, I've never. I've never been to Texas, but uh, you know, I've I've heard plenty of Texas artists. And one thing I can truly say is that you don't necessarily follow that same blueprint of what I guess a stereotypical Texas artist would sound like. You know, from the UGKs to um, you know Slim Thug and and that I guess the 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 traditional sense of of Texas or or Houston sound rather. Uh, you sound you know. You really, you sound like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and so I don't know, was that something that you did intentionally, man? Like as far as making sure you stood, stood apart from, from that Texas sound, like what was it specifically uh, for you to make sure you did that? I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, uh, I pay homage to a lot, to a lot of those guys down there in Texas that kind of get me into, uh, get me into rap music period. And, and, who I listened to all growing up and, and still do to this day. But, you know, also we got the internet and I listen to music from everywhere mm-hmm. uh, as well as, as well as other genres. And that all kind of rolled into one. And, and, you know, I, I definitely wanted to express, express my point in, in the way that I wanted to, which isn't necessarily like in any kind of regional mold or anything like that. And I feel like, I feel like with the internet, that's not even as much of a thing as it used to be. Cause you got you got places sounding like other places, and it doesn't really, you know, it, it, a lot of people are using the same kind of techniques and stuff. So, so I feel like that's less and less of a thing now, even. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, that that is the the beauty of the internet. Like um, it used to be a time, and I, I might be dating myself, but I'm 32, right? And so there was a time with the music. Where the only way you heard it is if you bought it. You know what I mean? Like you, you may have heard a, a video or you know watched a video or something like that, but for the most part, for a full body of work, you had to buy it uh, to really hear it. And so what would happen is that you didn't get the opportunity to to really be open to so many things unless you were kind of blessed with somebody around you that was just a you know a hoarder, uh, collector of music. So outside of that you you really had to kind of find your way into stuff and, and so like you're saying with the internet man is it's wide open you know there's there's really no excuses like you can be in cali and never listen to anything from cali you know what i mean like you can be a, a, a huge fan of everything in the uk and, and you're right here in the united states and so you're absolutely right on that end um using the internet so with that being said like what have you done specifically to kind of use the internet to your advantage in your your uh your business model as being an artist um i mean we, we try to access uh i guess places uh that we know our music would kind of hit on mm-hmm. and beyond that you know we just we have we have really solid visual content and we're putting out some trippy high quality stuff. And we feel like, you know, even though uh is not necessarily on that psychedelic tip, like we, we got, you know, kind of a slow trip development and there are enough people out there that do get on that tip that we hop on that out there once they know that it exists and that we we use the internet to get places like California, you know, majority of the West Coast, um, throughout throughout the South. Listeners really all over the country, all over the world. You know, I, I uh, some of this electronic stuff. I feel like we hit hit overseas, and uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind getting out and 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 doing some shows out there. To be honest, so it's it's really kind of like a we um just like a, a collective approach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, speaking of that that model that that you're 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 dealing with, like just the digital and the creative aspect of it, like 
I remember seeing the um, the artwork for Wizards, right? The the video that you have for your single Wizards, and just looking at the artwork, and it, it kind of speaks on what you're saying. It's it's psychedelic, it's futuristic. There's a lot of uh, you know angles and, and and stuff like that, and is it is something that you you're just not used to seeing. I think that's the best way I can say it, right? It's it's, it's not what you're seeing all the time, and so. With doing things of that nature, man, like what kind of challenges are you really faced with uh, when you have something that's completely different from what everyone else is doing? Well, I mean, that's definitely the intent. Um, trying to trying to be different. I, I, I'm being different on purpose, but it's not in a way like I'm not trying to be so. Uh, how do you say it? it's like? Uh, I guess uh, pretentious with this shit. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really just. I, I want to. I want to be myself, and uh, it, it took, like I said, three time to craft that sound, um, like period of time and life experiences, and and influences. I guess you should you should say, and, and kind of came up with that. So. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, the the uh, album is out now, right? Um, kind of walk us through. You know the 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 thought process. Like the album title is Cult, right? And so. Um, right. Or EP, excuse me, EP. So when when I um just for me, right, from the outside looking in, if if I see the word cult, I, I automatically think uh, this is only for a select group of people, right? This music, this this body of work that you have here. Uh, what what was your intentions on naming the the, the uh, EP cult and um, the the thought process behind it? And am I right with my assessment thinking that this is only for a select group of people, or you know, am I like way off? I, mean, I think it. Is, I think it is, but I, I think there are things in there that that can be relatable for everybody. You know, there are are kind of like emotional experiences, or at least uh, some real life experiences in the project that, that could go can go distance and then and touch down in a lot of places. Um, if you know, if you if you're trying to listen to something a little a little bit uh, a little bit out there, but it's it, it's more of a um, it's more a reference to. A drug culture, actually, and, okay. and the okay. way that, that that can be cult-like, uh, you know how that 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 entire uh, entire model, that kind of pitch, you know that that lifestyle or whatever can can very much be like that of a cult. You know? so that's kind of like the that's kind of like the whole thing. Like, so. Got you. So you speak of drug culture and. Um... I know before we started recording, it was like, you, you know, you just landed in Denver and, um, you know, I, I've, I've never been to Denver, but of course I'm seeing right now that the, uh, the legalization of marijuana has really grew the economy of Denver. Right. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, people that I know of that's out there, that's doing business out there and, and just the, the whole thing there's a man there's a documentary um on netflix and i keep forgetting the name of it but they were just talking about how you know on a state level is legal you know it's legal to sell marijuana in, in the state of colorado but federally it's not recognized and so these people they make cash you know it's, it's just cash money uh that they're making and they can't put the money in the bank. So they just have all this cash on hand. And they're talking about how it's, you know, it's a huge security uh, issue because you, you're sitting with a million dollars in a safe that you can't do anything with. And, and I'm just thinking about that, trying to parallel that with, with your album when you, you spoke of drug culture on that. Or is that some of the things that you're talking about or is it just specifically? Um, I guess, yeah, that's my question. What what other things are you talking about? 
I, I mean, it's not necessarily the, the Kevin's movement here. I mean, uh, that's you know, that's great. I'm, I'm, I definitely have some some business ventures out here, and I'm trying to get involved with you know kind of the, the legal movement and do some things out here. That's one of the reasons we moved out here, make some plays like that. But because uh, uh, you know, I, I split time between here and the studio in Houston. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it also has to do with um, kind of diving off. I don't know. I mean, um, it, it, my era, my era. I felt like. I was introduced to pharmaceuticals, prescription type pharmaceuticals, and you know, I kind of watched that have an impact, and just the amount of the amount of drugs uh, that were readily available, and, and you know, we, my, I felt like some people in my life and people around me kind of fell off in that direction. You know, I, feel, I kind of fell off in um, an undesired direction. You know, going that, going down that path, and. and see how pleasant that is here kind of in this country really at least in my life where i came from you know it's it was a uh it was a thing it felt like felt like it was a you know uh, i don't know it's just something to talk about you know something that should be talked about so. yeah you're right man um that's something that like like an older cat i don't know man it sounds like we may be like close in age and you can i mean if you don't want to disclose that that's fine but um that's something that I did notice, you know, with me growing up, it was pretty much, you know, weed and, and, um, uh, well, I think I, I came a little after cocaine, but you know, weed was pretty much the drug of, of choice for most people. And now it's, it's like going into, like you said, the prescription pills and the stuff that you really, you know, it's, it's available. I mean, you can go and say you hurt your back and, and come out with a prescription uh, for for a Lord tab or whatever, you know, it is is not hard to get, you know. And this is talking about even doing it semi legally, not even talking about buying stuff off the street. So it, the pharmaceutical game is is something that's always been there, but I think now, like you say, is it's become a bit of a mainstream. Um, and, and the music reflects it. it. The music will definitely reflect it, and, and lean and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but for you specifically, man, like to be able to talk about these subjects in your music says a lot about, you know, number one, your character as, as an artist and not shying away from topics that, that are going on right now. Currently, uh, what else for you in the music is, um, important to really talk about currently right now with this, with this album? Um, I mean, it was, it was kind of an emotion development, you know, kind of the, uh, I guess the allure, I really wanted to talk about the allure, and and really kind of have had the listener walk away with the experience that you you can make choices and stuff. You know, it's like you you have the opportunity to make a lot of choices in life, and sometimes you can make you know all the proper choices, but but things that you've done in your past can't come back at the mm. end to, to, to haunt you. you know, come back and pay the price. Right, right. The consequences for your action. Something that's, <laughs> it, it, it's such a simple, um, you know, like term. And But I, I think somewhere along the lines, we, we just don't think about it. You know what I mean? Like everything you do, there there's a cause and effect, right? So if you, if you do something bad, eventually it's going to come back around. Some people call it karma. You know, it, it's always right. there, right? It, it's always there. Um, I, I want to kind of get into your... Um, like future goals, right? As an independent artist, man, I, like I told you prior to recording this podcast, we, we really dive into uh, 
not necessarily just challenges, but, you know, some things that you're doing to survive this indie circuit. Uh, we, we all know that it's not what it looks like on television or, you know, on, on the Internet. Uh, it, it's a lot of hard work that's involved. So for somebody such as yourself, man, like what can you say didn't you see when you first started that what that you're seeing now was probably one of the I guess like one of those if you knew now, you know, if you knew then what you know now type moments. What what is it about right now that you are in your in your career that if you would have did when you first started if you had that knowledge? Um Getting out, getting around, you know, I, I just flew out to LA for the weekend and mm-hmm. it, ended up being, it ended up being a great trip, you know, uh, linked up, uh, linked up with my publicist, went out and, and met a couple of folks I had talked to in a while and kind of set some potential business stuff up, so that might be good, you know, I might be able to be out there making plays, I think I'll spend some more time out in LA, but taking more trips like that, you might go to, go to New York in the month, um, and, and, and actually getting out and networking uh, on that level, you know, I kind of stayed. And our and our small bubble, you know, they're just just not to use them for for a while. And I think we need to develop the sound. I think that's what what I was trying to do mm. was was get the sound right before we uh, before we went other places. You know, I joke it was like the the, the dojo or we were training in there. And we're about to go out, you know, go on to a, to a bigger type bigger type battlefield out in the out in the real world. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I felt like that was you know, I guess that was the point of that. Yeah, man. I mean, development of your own sound is is one of those things that I, I don't know. Man. I think you kind of people take it for granted, you know, it's, um and, and especially when you first start, it's kind of like you're going to emulate your your your, you know, the people that you thought were great. Right. It's kind of like even from a producer standpoint, you know, I had my favorites. And, and so I was going to, you know. I'm watching them, so naturally some of the things that they're doing is going to end up in the music that I'm making. I'm sure the same thing may have happened uh, for you. Uh, you watched your your early influences and, and, you know, may have took some similarities, but developing your sound is what's really going to separate you um, from the rest of, of the pack, and there are so many people that are, that are rapping right now, but I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. Like, you got to get up and, and leave where you're at. Leave that being comfortable, you know? Like, we're based here in Atlanta, and any given night, bro, there there's a show going on, you know, uh, yeah. no matter where you're you at. Ready to go. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's something going on. But what you find out is that, you know, after doing that circuit, you know, a couple of months, it's kind of like, man, I, I, I really just want to get out of town. You know, it, people know who I am. If you the thing about Atlanta is so big, but it, it, it truly is small, man, when it comes to um you know, artists and, and places to perform. And so you're going to hit those same places, you know, maybe three or four times in rotation over a couple of months if you're out here really working. And it just t- turns to like, man, I just want to get out of, I want to perform in front of a new crowd in a sense. And so that's why I, I truly relate to you when you're saying like, man, I just, I had to go, I go to LA, go to Denver, uh, you know, moved, move around to different places and, and see how a blank, um, a blank canvas re- respond to the music, you know, each time that you're performing. Um, what's up next for you after this, this cult album? I know we're, we're in a, like a, a microwave society where everybody wants to know what's next, but I know that you you have ideas to push cult, but is there anything else in the funnel that you're working on currently uh, that you can talk about? Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I kind of work with a whole camp there out of Houston, uh, kind of based out of Northeastern and, we we got three four projects coming 
here this spring and this this summer. Um, you know, trying to get trying to get a handful of videos out as well. Uh, some of those projects, I got I got production on them. So with beats, some of them I have features. Uh, exact production. Uh, we got a couple of them obviously. Camp Bigucci. He's on the Wizards record. Uh, GQ Molly on the Wizards record. We got a project coming. Uh, you know, I was working with AG. Didn't have him on the project, but I had him on the EP before this. There here. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got two projects coming uh, on deck, and then Lee uh, Lee Trelly, the guy I collab with. Um, Big Bite Dens uh, has I mean, three projects coming this year, and we're doing another joint project ourselves. So, I mean, we're just really trying to keep the content coming. This is kind of a, a few years of build up yeah. to get to this point and to get into this position. And you know, the big thing is like timing. Timing is very important, and, and and money getting the money right. You know, it's it you really can't progress without having those two things come together. And you know, we we just had to wait for the content to be right and for. for the situations to be right and, and so far this year everything's been rolling and you know through through last year we were things didn't exactly go as planned and the rollout and you kind of got to keep your head up mm-hmm. the process uh, just get, making sure you get the content done get it done right get it out there get it get packaged right you know, it needs to be it needs to be high grade shit you know it's, it, needs, it needs to look and sound high quality everything needs to be needs to be high end Right, right. That, that's a process. That's a process, and especially if you know a lot of indie artists are having to juggle, um, you know, work, work, and recording process. And, you know, it's not like it's not like somebody's going to be. You can drop a record off if you're an industry artist. You can drop a record off for an engineer that works uh, forty hours a week or something. Just just engineering, mm-hmm. and your engineer might do that on top of doing something else. You know? Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things. You're right, man. Um... I was having a conversation with an artist, man, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, just about like deadlines, right? And, and and the importance of setting deadlines. And he brought up a valid point. It was like, man, you know, early on in my career, I would just I would just throw a date out and say like, oh, project dropping such and such, like, you know, December. And the thing is, by doing that, it's kind of like you end up working backwards you know it's like okay now i gotta live i feel like i have to live up to this date so now i'm rushing things as opposed to having all the music pretty much done and then you know and a marketing plan in place and then announcing a date within that marketing plan and and i you know we 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 both kind of agree that that's really the way to go because you it, it allows you to really have that space to work out the kinks as opposed to saying like hey my project's coming out in december and it's October and now you're rushing to finish like, you know, three verses or, you know, getting features and getting it mixed and mastered and, and you know, and, and now doing packaging. It's like, oh, man, the project ended up dropping in January. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it ends up making you look bad as like kind of not being able to keep your word in a sense, you know? Right, right. I, I've seen the same thing. And I think I think a lot of it is an artist get excited about what they've got mm-hmm. or maybe... Maybe they you know, anticipate not taking as long in the process, and I'll throw that date out there and, and try to live up and live up to getting that out. But you really can't, you really can't rush the process, and, and it, it ends up being a better thing putting the time in to get to get it right, do it the right way. You know, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. So it's, you, know, you don't want to you don't want to put out something that sounds rushed. But I do believe a little bit of a deadline is a healthy. Thing, you know what I mean? It just needs to be realistic. You can't just throw throw a date out there and put a gun to your head to get shit done. Because, I mean, yeah. graphic people, artists, you know, 
they don't always they don't always work a hundred percent in the same like time frame that mm, that's uh, a good point. Somebody in the business world might. So it, you got get you got to let them have some time to do their thing and really kind of breathe with whatever it is that you're trying to create and convey to get the best work out of them and stuff like that. So you got you got to account for that in the process for sure. Yeah, that that's some definitely some sound advice, man. Look, bro, I appreciate you being on the program today, man. Like really insightful information and, and just really that whole deadline talk is is something that I think people are gonna hear that and kinda like, you know, it's a gut check almost. Like giving graphic artists time to really live with the music to create uh the best visuals and, and you know, things possible. You're right. You know, some people it may take it may take them two or three weeks to live with the music and make sure that it's you know, it's up to par with what they're trying to create for you. So um, I definitely thank you for being on the show today, man. Is there anything else that you want to leave with the people? Oh, yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Hey, you can follow me uh, at It's Not Strange on pretty much all social media. Uh, it's Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we got a lot of new stuff coming this year, a lot of new visuals. Check us out at Little Clinic. That's, uh, that's where all the visuals are coming. Um, and hey, it was good talking with you, Justin. Everybody out there... Uh, Oh yeah, no doubt, man. If you ever in Atlanta, hit me up, bro. Definitely, uh, love to link with you. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm trying to plan a trip out there. I'm, I'm gonna hit the East Coast, uh, like I said, end of, end of February. So I, okay. I can I can see an Atlanta trip coming this year. I'm making it happen, trying to hit the whole whole country. Oh yeah, man. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely, uh, you know, there's some places down here that you can go. Do you really enjoy yourself, man? Like, uh, we can make it happen. Trust me, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. All right, sounds good. Well, look, man, this has been Jay Good of Straight Out the Den, man. This is the uh, Straight Out the Den podcast. We do appreciate you guys for listening. As always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good of Straight Out the Den. He's Doc Strange. We out. Yeah.